0: welcome to another episode of truth talks tv we're in the month of october and guess what we are bringing awareness to domestic violence it is something that is just destroying so many lives and we have some survivors some beautiful women on the panel who wanted to share their story and share with us how they overcame so join us for another episode of truth talks tv truth talks tv Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Truth Talks TV. Today we have a lovely, lovely, lovely panel of beautiful women to discuss their story, their journey, and how they survived domestic violence. Yes, yes.
1: I'm so excited to have this show because I think this is a topic that sometimes is often overlooked. And to hear from survivors themselves, share how God has brought them through. Yes, I think it's a blessing, and I'm really grateful and excited for you ladies to be with us. So let's talk about your stories. Yes. yes.
0: So, uh, Miss Lynn, can you share with us the, what you experienced with domestic violence? Share share with the
2: world, our viewers,
0: um, what you encountered.
2: Thank you both for the opportunity to be here today. I. I want to share that Rippies. I was in one of the most horrific marital Rippies. domestic violence relationships. Um, I grew up in a home where I was the third or fourth children and I had suffered and incurred a lot of, of uh, physical and verbal and emotional abuse from my mom mm. um, and from my siblings, which led me to a life as a teenager feeling alone, isolated, trying to win the maternal and paternal love and affection um, from my family, from, from my parents. But that led me to isolation so that as I got older, I became and got encountered with a a man that was incarcerated in jail. I went to the Department of Corrections in Prince George's County with my cousin to visit her husband that was in jail. And I instantly connected out of loneliness, out of abandonment, out of feeling rejected with the cellmate. And we became pen pals. Uh, This man was writing me letters before he got out uh, of jail. My father was a D.C. police officer at the time, and no one was saying, who is this man writing my daughter from jail? And um, But for me, that was a form of love and attention. It spiraled into a very abusive dating relationship that on the first time of our relationship, I was beaten beyond recognition. He thought that I was looking at a man in the next car at a traffic light. I was punched, uh, blackened eyes, Um, all of the physical abuse that anyone could take slapped. But he said he was sorry. He apologized. He gave me affection, love that I didn't think that you know I was worthy of. Because growing up, I felt like I wasn't worth anything. To be rejected by your mom is really a very tough um, uh, encounter to have or childhood to experience. So when he said he was sorry, I took that and I stayed in the relationship. And as that relationship began to expand months in months and time, I have been stabbed in my back left in the tub, dead, drowned, lost in prison, blackened eyes, busted eyes, busted lips. Um, I was uh, broken bottles, were um, sodomized in my, you know, I hate to be graphic, rectum, Um, just in and out of a very abusive relationship, going back and forth to the court, getting protective orders, dropping them. And through all of that, I got married. We had a child in between and uh, we became married and the marriage abuse just really ensued even more. Like I said, there were days that I didn't even know who I was just based upon the physical, uh, the yelling, the screaming, you're fat, you're ugly, you'll never be anything. No one will never want you uh, being dragged out of the sunroof of a car on Central Avenue in Maryland, being left for dead on the side of the road. Just a very horrific marital domestic violence relationship. And I tell you about the grace and power of God, I got delivered out of that marriage by The last day he beat me, unmercifully, left me for dead, cut the phone cords. And at that time, we had already had my four-year-old daughter, a three-month-old daughter, and uh, a 15-month-old daughter at that time. And I tell you, that night, he beat me beyond recognition. And he told me he would be back on a Sunday. So it was like Friday, January 29th. I'll never forget it, 1999. He said, by Sunday, you'll be dead. And at that point... My family had given up on me because of the going back and forth in the relationship. And as a result of that, on that Friday night when he beat me um, beyond recognition and cut the cords, by that Sunday, the very Sunday he said that I would be dead, he was murdered in the wee hours of that Sunday morning from that Friday to that Sunday, I called on my prayer partners. We prayed, we interceded. And wow. I said, Lord, I want to be married. You know, I wanted to be married. Um, and I didn't want the marriage to end, but I didn't. I wanted the abuse. But God made a way for me, a way of escape that I did not know he was coming in that way. And I tell you, I just give God the glory and the praise for all that he's done. I mean, I went through counseling, extensive spiritual counseling. I mean, I could have lost my mind in the midst of that, but by the grace of God, he spared my life. And from that relationship with Jesus Christ that was already established before encountering this marriage. But also I was in a backslidden condition prior to getting married. And then when we got married, I came back to Christ and praise God for that because mm-hmm. his power is delivering power. His love is unconditional of his mercy and grace met me. And so that is a short version of the story. But I know for the sake of time of what God has done in my life. And I'm forever and eternally grateful
0: yes, Lord. for that. Yes. yes God. Wow. You can only thank God that you don't look like nothing that you have been through. Nothing. And I'm glad For that you, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you can help others. It's just amazing. To God, be the, yes. God. To
2: God yes. be the glory.
1: Wow. I am just blessed by your story. I thank truly you. am. And like Kiki so perfectly stated, you look absolutely nothing like what you went through. through. Yeah, all of the, ladies got all the way, like, you don't even know. Oh, my God. And God. What I love so much of what you said is you said, God, I want to be married. I mm-hmm. want to do things right, but I don't want to be harmed in the process. And and, and and it was as if you were like, God, I want to do things the right way, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. want to be hurt i just want to do things in a healthy manner and 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 one thing you stated um which I, or didn't state what i which i love you didn't say when he was murdered i was so happy you didn't right. say that you yes. didn't say that many people say oh they were shot they were killed oh mm-hmm. i was just so glad god took mm-hmm. him out. you didn't mm-hmm. say that so that just reveals the type of heart that you have oh, god, boy, yeah. and you said after that i called my prayer partners i mean that's powerful right that is right, powerful. Because right. usually somebody would say you rejoice. They would, right. They'll mm-hmm. rejoice. And you said, no, one sin doesn't cancel out the other sin. Come on like, now. No, Amen. I am happy to connect with God and to pray at partners and mm-hmm. and pray through. And you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably felt mixed emotions like, yes, I'm yes, glad that the stop. Yeah. I'm free, but I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Amen. You know, so the fact that you said you went to counseling and then you said extensive. Meaning you cared about your soul, your spirit, man. You weren't like, oh, I'm good. I'm just going to keep moving forward. Because that's kind of like a taboo sometimes Mm -hmm. in the Black community. It's like, oh, we don't do counseling. We good. We just heal and move forward on our own. We good. We just going to keep on rolling. But you said, no, I need to make sure I am whole. And that's what you did. And that, that just really touched me. And that, 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 that's a strong statement to make. And I'm just so, just, I just admire your courage and I admire your perseverance. Definitely. And just the snippet of the story that you told is just, just blowing my mind right now. Right. So, so I thank again. you for your transparency yes. and I thank you for your willingness to share your story.
0: Right. And to add to that, you never know how, you know, you may pray for God to take you out of a situation or to bring you out, but Mm -hmm. you never know what way he's going to do it. Like who, I'm sure you wouldn't have imagined your husband or your offender being killed. Mm -hmm. You know, you would imagine, oh, I'm just going to pack my stuff and leave one day, but you just Mm -hmm. never know what God's plan is. Amen. So thank you so much for sharing. You're so um, welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. We have uh, Miss Renee Michelle on here. And guys, keep in mind that all of these ladies are survivors. Their stories may yes. differ, but abuse is abuse. Absolutely. Yes. Abuse is right. abuse. And if you're being abused, get help. There's, there's help out there. There's numbers to call. There's a police state, local police stations. You're not in it alone. And you don't have to accept that. So, Miss uh, Renee Michelle, please tell us your story, your journey, your sure. your road to survivorship. Yes,
3: thank you. At first, I want to thank you all for having me, and I want to thank my sister for always having my back. It, you know, every opportunity that she yes. has, she makes sure that she brings me in as much as she possibly can. It's so, beautiful. I want to thank her. Um, well, as far as my story goes, I when I share my story, I like to share a little bit about my past mm-hmm. um, in order for you all to understand exactly where I came from. So you'll know, you know, why I moved the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, as early as five is what I can remember, I was molested by several family members at the ages of 11, 14 and 26. I was raped. Um, I eventually met this young man and he was fine.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> you know, i can't you know.
3: He was a gentleman. He said all the right things. He did all the right things um, in the beginning, but then in a the short period, I would say about, I thought this man was going to be my savior mm. <laughs> from all my past trauma and pain. I thought he was going to be my knight in shining armor, you know. But he ended up being more like a nightmare. Wow. He, um, as I said, he was. He was he was such a gentleman in the beginning. He held the door. He said all the right things, did all the right things. And then within a two month period, I started noticing changes in him. And I want everyone to pay close attention to some of the things that I'm about to mention to you, because there are signs of an abusive personality. Mm -hmm. He started to tell me what to wear, what I what I couldn't wear. He would tell me where to go, where I couldn't go. He mm-hmm. isolated me, and that's mm-hmm. a heavy one, like from not only from my friends, but from my family as well. Um He, I couldn't even, honestly, I could not go from my apartment to his apartment, which was diagonally across the walkway from, you know. And, and at this point you would think that I would say, oh my God, this is, you know, like, I would notice that there, that there was a problem because what I failed to mention is that I'm also a second generation domestic abuse, abuse survivor. I watched my father abuse my mother most of my childhood. So you would have thought that I would have saw like signs or red flags, but I didn't. I actually thought it was cute in the mm-hmm. beginning. I was like, oh my God, he just loves me so much that he doesn't want to be away from me. But it <laughs> it got really uncute really fast. Yeah. Um, This The one particular night, I can remember Hmm. as if it was yesterday, the first time he ever hit me, I told him I wanted to go to the store. And as I said, I couldn't go anywhere. This man owned his own business. He he catered everything around my hours so he can be where I was. Hmm. He would even come to my job. But this particular night, I said, I want to go to the store. And he said, "Okay, go ahead and come right back, which was odd to me because that never happened. So I went ahead, it took me about 15, 20 minutes tops to get there, come back. I come back and I knock on the door um, to where he was staying with his brother, his sister-in-law and their twins who were five at the time. He opened the door and immediately grabbed me by my hair. And he drugged me by my hair past his sister, brother-in-law and their twins who sat and watched television. No one got up, no one said anything, no one did anything. Mm, He drove me back into the room where he slept and he beat me bloody. He beat me bloody, God bless you. He beat me bloody. And when he got finished beating me, he stood me up and he turned me around and he, he looked at me and he said to me, you know you're not leaving me, right? And at this point I'm scared to death. So I'm like, no. He says, good, because if you do, then this is what's gonna happen. He took a gun and he put it up to my head and he pulled the trigger. He began to make Russian Roulette a regular part of my life from that day forth Mm -hmm. to keep me in fear. And it worked. Mm. (laughs) Um, I was so afraid of this man. Anything he told me to do, I did it. I was no longer Renee. I was, I don't know, I was a robot. Because it was basically, I was just moving to the beat of his drum. I just no longer, Renee was no more. And at that point, now the cat's out the bag. So now, I see him for who he really is. So the beatings began to come more often. And he started beating me in public. Mm. He, we went to, uh, we went to um, Union Station, and we caught the bus there. And we did some shopping and everything. And all of a sudden, and this wasn't unusual, but he would get an attitude out of nowhere. You know, and then he started walking ahead of me. We get off the bus. He starts walking ahead of me. I have a bag with some boots in my hand and, you know, I'm walking. Some guy just on the bus, he gets off and he thinks I'm by myself. So he, he says something to me and I'm like, no, just, you know, please like get away from me. Before he turned around, he turned around and he saw the guy talking to me and he ran back and he said something to the guy, the guy, they were going back and forth. I ran, hmm. I ran. And I said, I know I know I'm. he's going to come after me next. So I ran to the guy in the booth at the metro station and I begged him. I said, can you please call the police? My boyfriend is, you know, no, let me tell you, before I got to him, he caught me. I'm sorry. He ran, he caught up to me and he grabbed my bag out of my hand and he drew back and he hit me with those boots so hard that I saw stars and I had to shake it off. I shook it off and that's when I ran to the guy in the booth. And I said, can you please help me? Please call the police, my boyfriend is beating me. He runs up behind me and tells him, don't pay any attention to her. She forgot to take her medication today. And the guy looks at me and looks at him and he's looking like he's trying to decide who to believe. Hmm. And I said, sir, if you do not call the police and something happens to me, you're going to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Can you please call the police? He said, look, dude, if, you, if you're going to leave, you better leave. I'm calling, the, I'm calling the police. And he did. Needless to say, the police took forever. By that time, I had called my aunt. My aunt beat the police there. Mm-hmm. My aunt takes me home. She sits and talks to me for a while. She takes me home. For three days, for three days, I didn't see him. But one thing he told me, if I ever got the police involved he would kill me. If I ever left him, he would kill me. And if I ever got my family involved, he would not only kill me, but he would kill them too. And I had already violated at mm. this point. So in my mind, I'm dead because mm. I had never saw a gun in real life until that day, until those times when he, you know, and, and when I got home, Every night that I came into my apartment from work, I literally would creep around my apartment because he would break into my apartment to make sure he wasn't in my house anywhere. And then the first day went by, the coast was clear. The second day went by, everything was fine. The third day I come into my house from work and I'm like, okay, well maybe you know the police scared him. So he's he's not gonna bother me anymore. I walk into my room, I open my door And he's kneeling in my doorway, naked, with candles lit around my room and his gun sitting on my dresser. The only thing that I could say at that point was, God, please take care of my family because I'm going to die tonight. Mm. I did anything and everything he told me to do. I didn't even get any sleep that night. I stayed up. And I did something that I didn't usually do, though. Because, you see, um, I prayed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: And, and the reason why I said that I didn't usually do that, because growing up, going through all the trauma that I endured, I was like, where was God when I was being molested all my childhood? Mm-hmm. Where was he when I was being raped? And where is he now? So I didn't have, I had very little faith in God. Mm-hmm. But with that little bit of faith that I had, I begged and pleaded with him to get me out of that situation alive. And Mm. I told God that night that if he got me out of that situation alive, I would do anything that he needed me to do. And he answered my prayers the next day. (laughs) He answered my prayers the next day. I happened to be sitting um, in my boyfriend's, my abuser's window. Now you can see my apartment from hit where he lives. I'm sitting in my apartment, his window, and I and I look and I'm like, I see two females at my door. I when I say isolation is real, mm-hmm. it's real. Nobody visited me for over a year. No one came to attack on me or anything. This particular day, God placed them at my door, and I'm sitting and me at that window. I, he's in the bathroom and I said to him, I'm gonna to run to my apartment and I'll be right back again, which was unusual, he said, go ahead and come back. I, When I say I ran like a free slave, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what a free slave felt like, feels like, but guess what, I ran because they were pulling off. I chased the car down and I tapped on the window and it was two of my cousins. Wow. It was two of my cousins that just decided let's go check on Renee today. Mm -hmm. And I told them, don't ask any questions, Mm -hmm. grab anything that looks important and run. We all literally ran into my apartment, grabbed a handful of my clothing and I ran for my life. And I didn't look bad. Mm -hmm. But when I left, I didn't leave alone. I eventually found out I was pregnant by my abuser. I now have a beautiful 29 year old daughter. Mm -hmm by my abuser, and as I sit here before you today, I suffer from grandma epileptic seizures due to severe blows to my head mm-hmm. at the hands of my abuser. But I'm
0: alive. Yes. Yes. Amen, I'm
3: alive. <laughs>
0: wow.
3: And, and I know for a fact it's not for nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Because you see, when God, when, 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 when they flew me away on that helicopter because I had six seizures in a row, mm-hmm. they lost me. Mm-hmm. They lost me on that helicopter and God blew air back into my lungs and I know it wasn't for nothing. And and, and let me tell you something. I know for a fact that God blew air into my lungs because of the fact that I know my mission wasn't done.
0: Yes, that's right.
3: He wasn't finished with me yet. And I told him that night, if you get me out of this situation alive, Right. I promise you I will do anything you need me to do. Yes. And yes. he kept his promise to me. Yes, God. And I've been keeping my promise to him ever since.
0: Amen. Amen. I
3: have been <laughs> I have been doing everything. Me and my sister here.
1: <sighs> yes.
3: We've been doing a lot. So much that I can't even sit here and tell you everything. But it's not even about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: It's about helping to save other people that are in that dark, dark place where we were. That's what it's about for us. Wow. It's not about the awards and the accolades mm-hmm. that we've received, and we received many. I've spoken at the House of Delegates numerous of times in front of the Senate. I contributed to getting a couple bills passed at the House of Delegates against domestic violence. Wow. I've been at the White House for the It's On Us campaign against sexual assault, invited by Vice President Biden. That's wonderful, yeah. But what it means to me is this sister sitting here on the right, and I'm I'm sorry, I still get emotional, especially when I help. Anytime I can help pull a sister from yes, the darkness, yes, it, yes, it yes. ain't about the fact that I'm crying because I'm not healed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it when I can pull a sister in and lift her up yes. and say, "Come on and go with me." That's what these tears are for. It's not because I'm weak or because I'm not healed. I am. Yeah. Yes, I'm yes. healed for my domestic violence. Mm-hmm. But my heart is heavy every time I grab a hold of another sister. Yes. And I can pour her in with hold me. Her
1: up. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and I yes, asked
3: yes. her, and she can tell you, she said, I love you and I appreciate you because people don't help anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: She said, what can I do for you? I said, help another sister. Yes, I'm right. helping you.
0: Yes, that's right. yes,
3: that's
0: it. It's powerful. That's all right? I
3: want, I don't want anything else from you, and do the work because we got a long road ahead of us.
1: Yes, we do.
3: But yeah, so that. But as for, I don't want to leave without stating the fact. I don't want you all to think, oh my God, our whole life was trauma mm-hmm. because that's not the case. Yeah, I did eventually meet a young man who was everything that my abuser wasn't. Mm -hmm. I've been married now for 27 years.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.
3: yeah, everything, you know, nothing is perfect, Mm -hmm. but guess what? One thing for sure and two things for certain, this man has never put his hands on me. And, you know, he's never done any of the things that my abuser has done. Praise
0: God. And I
3: thank God. God for that. You know, I, you know, I have three children and I have nine grandchildren.
0: Beautiful. I speak, wow. Like I said, I speak That's at the House
3: amazing. of Delius Whenever they need us there, we there. <laughs> speaking to try to get bills passed. Um, I've done movies. I've done, you know, I, I'm a best-selling author. My books are on Amen. Amazon. I'm working on my third book right now. Yes. Like I said, I'm on a mission mm-hmm. and it's not right. about me.
0: Right. Right. And
3: it's been stopped being about me a long time ago. Yes. So my mission is to help as many people and I'm not just talking about women and children.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I know men, there are men out there that are being abused as well.
0: Oh yes. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
3: The percentage mm-hmm. is not as much as women because we are the ones that you know, are really being abused, but the fact still remains. And one more thing, I'm not gonna take up any more of your time, The one more thing I wanted to say is the, the key to ending domestic violence in my eyes is getting in the head of the abuser.
0: Mm -hmm. because
3: when my abuser when i left him he just moved on to the next person this man has beaten and has five baby mothers Mm. and all of us he left us something he left me with epilepsy he left one of them with Mm. bliss he's done something to each one of us so the key of any domestic violence is of course helping the, the survivors but getting into the head of the and it's not our responsibility. A lot of people say, "What are you talking about? Don't worry about them." But that's how. That's the only way it's going to end. It's going right. to continue. Yeah. Just move on to the next
0: victim. Yes. Yeah. If we don't. Yeah. Yes. And
3: that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. But I thank you today. so much for sharing. I Appreciate you all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's an amazing story, and I really like. I like that none of you guys are bitter. Like, you know, you're going through that, but you still want to help someone else. You're not bound by it. It's not, um, you know, woe is me. You're you're giving back, you know, and I really appreciate it. Wow.
1: Well, thank you so, so much. I tell you, I just... One of the things I love the most—it's just so much victory. Yes, yes. On this, yes. on this uh, show, it's it's victory. Yes, and there's hope, and it's this consistent theme of helping someone else. Right. Every right. single one of you has said, "Help somebody else." Whether you're speaking, whether you're writing books, whether you opened a whole business right. to help others, it's like
0: somebody's benefiting you wanna... from your struggle, from yes. what you went through, like your your testimony. <gasps> We'll definitely live on because my god wow I'm
1: just and it just and to be honest with you if I could be transparent it just makes me sit back and think like wow god like I have no right to be ungrateful for some of the things that I thought were you know like big things to me mm-hmm. not to take away from our own individual realities and perspectives but different people have different experiences and yeah. go through things differently. Yes. And for me to 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 say to myself, like, you know how when you grow up and your parents say, oh, man, say like, you don't eat all your food or somebody over there don't have food, you know, right. so it kind of makes you feel like, oh, let me eat my food, you know, but you don't know somebody else's story. Yes. And yes. so this just really just like, my heart is just so like, I I <laughs> It's a weird feeling because it's like I feel heavy cuz of no you know I feel a certain way because I'm hearing these stories you know mm-hmm. for the first time but then I also feel so much joy right, cuz I'm yeah. like wow this is what victory looks right. like
0: it's beautiful to and look it, at a survivor a survivor yes. like a like the faces that we see the are survivors oh and gosh. it's beautiful it's a beautiful Woo. thing that you're you're you can help somebody oh, that yes, you're not God. selfish and just mm. uh retreating to yourself you know you guys are making an impact and I commend that Yes. I commend the impact. And I like that nobody's better. Like it all goes back to where your heart is and that you forgave. You forgave. You forgave. Wow. I haven't heard you say anything negative. You spoke the truth, and that matters too. And you know, there's people who say, um, "I can never be in a domestic violence relationship. I yeah. can never be abused." But you should never say never. Yeah, exactly. And you never know what you may do in that
1: situation because the heart and the emotions, and and that's one thing I don't, I don't, I don't like when people sometimes. I feel like that's a judgment thing. Yes, it's very like, judgmental. Oh, you were in this, but I would never.
0: Yep. How you hear that you know? all the time. And ain't and no man gonna ever hit me. me. You don't know what you're going to do exactly
1: in that situation. Let's say you have five of his kids and you so in love and you've been together for 20 years and whatever. And it's like, well, I know I never said, but this he's
0: different. Right. right. You know what I mean? And I'm saying for like, the kids. Yep. And I, I like how um each of you, your your escape was different. Yeah. It differed. It's just amazing. But again, God glory. Yes. I love it.
1: Woo! I just get so excited to ah, just to it is I don't even have words. I, I mean I really don't have words. You ladies have blessed my entire soul. Yes. And I'm thankful. Yes. I said I wasn't gonna cry, but a little too late for that. (laughs) But also I'm just I'm just I'm just so thankful. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful. And if anyone is out here that has heard any of these ladies' stories, please know that God hears your heart. Yes, there's a way out your prayer. There's a way out. You don't have to succumb to being treated any way that's opposite of who God says you are. And if you don't know who you are, Go to the Word.
0: Right. And your way out does not have to be a casket. You can still live because mm-hmm. we have an example. We have living examples that there is life yes. after abuse. You can yes. live. Wow. wow. What an amazing, powerful episode. I just want to thank you guys so much, you beautiful ladies, for, for joining us, for sharing your story, for being transparent. We really, really appreciate you. To thank God you. happy, the glory. And this
1: is another <laughs> episode of Truth Talks TV. Yes. We'll see you guys next week.